What do you like best, uh, pancakes or waffles? Belgian waffles or regular? Or are we talking like Eggos? Belgian waffles? I'd have to go with pancakes still. Yeah. Uh, what do you prefer, pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Yeah. Pancakes and uh, eggs. That's that's probably all I I eat in the morning. Uh, just eggs, a lot of eggs. What do you like best, a pancake or a waffle? Waffle, without a doubt. Yeah, hands down. Yeah. And it's not it's not part of the question, but I love myself some crepes. I love crepes so much. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Maybe We Should Talk, the podcast where we have the hard conversations that need to be had, whether we want to or not. My name is Casey Gouch, and you may remember me as the winner of the Illinois Writing Contest First Grade Division in 2001. And I'm Byron Gonzalez. You may remember me from such self-help videos as Where Are My Keys and Yoga for the Sexually Frustrated. Yeah, those videos are actually really helpful. Anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in for another episode. And thank you to those of you that listened to episode one. Maybe we should start. We had 150 listeners. So, mom, thank you so much for listening and for telling 149 of your friends. Or going on 149 different computers. Yeah, we really appreciate your hard work. So anyway, uh, if you haven't checked it out, go ahead and find us on iTunes or SoundCloud or wherever you find your podcast. I mean, the fact that you're listening to this episode right now means that you probably know how to find our podcast. So do what you did, but just go to the first episode. Also, with that information, tell your friends. Our Instagram is at Maybe We Should Talk. We're on Facebook, too, and in the future, we're going to want to be opening up dialogue with our listeners uh, for stuff to use in episodes because our episodes are super interactive. That's kind of a a big part of what we do. Uh, We did a really fun interview with our friend Angel, who has an awesome podcast called Let Me Know Pod. Shout out to Angel. We love you, Angel. You You can find him on uh, Instagram. Instagram. We did a little post with a shout out to him. The interview we did with him was super fun and even kind of super revealing more so than even our podcast. Because I think since, you know, he was in charge and he was asking all the questions, we just both ended up opening up a lot about different things. Yeah. And there was a lot of stuff on there that I talked about that I wish I would have talked about on our first episode. We yeah. I mean, we talked a little bit more about how we met and became friends and even our personal backstories, which yeah. we also haven't really gone into on this. So, yeah, if you want the behind the scenes, go ahead and listen to that episode. We had a great time. I even went into a little bit about my struggles with mental health. Yeah, that was important. It was cool. I mean, Angel was so great. I didn't think I was going to talk about that stuff, but it just kind of came up and he's really good at asking questions. And we had a really great time. And, yeah. and Byron talked a little bit more about his history with being involved in comedy in L.A., some other fun stuff. So... Anyway, anyway yeah. thanks so much, Angel. We love you. And guys, go listen to his podcast. He's the best. And try to win one of his hats. Oh, yeah. He has cool hats. He has cool hats. So, uh, so I'm, into, I'm in this intercultural communications class, which is really cool. Anyway, he, he assigned us chapter one to read from our textbook. And I was reading through it. And there was this thing called intercultural paraxis. And I'm like, the definition definitely relates to what we're doing. And it... We're practicing it, basically. We are, actually. Um, Also, you guys, by listening to this podcast, 
are in process of doing intercultural praxis. So what? Yeah, yeah, it's Tell crazy. So let, let me define it straight from the book. It's intercultural praxis, a process of critical, reflective thinking and acting that helps us live through the complex intercultural spaces we walk through interpersonally, communally, and globally. The intent of intercultural praxis is the same intent of our podcast and is to understand and point out the intersection of cultural differences, right? Right. So tell us in your words what that definition means, because that was a lot of words that involved inter and like other really cool sounding stuff. For in relating to our podcast is what we're trying to find out. You know, it's what we're trying to find out what these in culturals clashing with other cultures means and how we're intended to interact, you know, and how we're intended to reflect on it and just get along with different cultures because no culture is the same. And what one culture thinks is right, the other culture may not think is right. And because of those differences, there's going to be some some uh, conflict. Yeah. And, and we don't want to always live in conflict, so which is what of, we're doing. You so, know? It's, so it's kind of the process of taking a step back outside of your cultural uh, lens and, you know, Going into looking another at culture, yeah. people that believe different things. I mean, even within America, I think there's a lot of different, quote unquote, yeah cultures are just ways people want to live so taking a step outside of your own and trying to figure out okay that person feels really differently than me like how can i step into their shoes and figure out yeah and why, why? exactly okay. and especially cool. when america is such a hodgepodge of cultures you know you can't right. really say one thing without trying to offend and you, you don't you're not we're not the type of people that want to offend yeah so we want to try well, to some, like yeah get into people's head and try to understand and maybe even adapt some of those cultural differences. Yeah. It's like you really don't even have to travel outside of the United States to come across people that you super disagree with and don't understand their way of life. Exactly. So, okay. So that's so, what we're doing and you guys are participating in it and you guys are also involved in intercultural practices just by listening to us because you also want to understand. You guys did a thing. <laughs> that's awesome. Academical thing. You're so academic. Dun, 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 dun. So today's episode is about gender. And if you've been following us on Instagram, you've maybe seen a couple little memes or, you know, other random things that we've posted. So as far as gender goes, uh, we we feel like it's a really important topic because it's super personal to a lot of people. I mean, yeah. There are people that really strongly believe that it's only male and female, it's only man and woman, and that is the structure of society and morality, and it's important for it to stay that way. And then, of course, as we're extremely aware of in L.A. and in more liberal society, uh, there's kind of this movement towards this idea that maybe gender is a social construct to begin with, and maybe we don't need to abide by these certain expectations that society has of how someone born with a penis acts versus how someone born with a vagina acts, you know? Or and that, yeah. Or that gender is more in an identity, the way you feel and labeling that gender. Yeah. In a sense. Right. So, so it's important and it's super personal, which is why, you know, as always, we're, we want to be careful with how we talk about it because, it's it's important to a lot of people and there's also a lot of people who have 
experiences completely different than the experiences yeah. Byron and I have because exactly. you know he is a you know what you would say cis man which is someone who was born with male parts and kind identifies of identif- as a man. and identifies as a man and I am cis female I don't know if I'm saying it's totally right guys so just yell at me on Facebook if I'm not but uh you know so I was born with female parts and you know live oh, as yeah. a as a society defined woman for the most part but it's really important just because to do an episode of this because it's going to be in the media and in, in the future yeah it's and it's going to be it you know, is uh with transgender definitely going to open up a lot of floodgates everywhere and absolutely even, and it's so minimal in the states that accept it so let's not let's start the conversation now and just kind of like get adjusted to talking about these things cool so let's see what people are on the street are thinking about gender or determines gender. Let's find out, right? What do you think determines a person's gender? I mean, obviously there's the biological sex issue, which is a big part of it. There's also uh, neurochemical questions because, you know, different balances of androgens versus, you know, feminine hormones will greatly impact a person's not only biological appearance, but also the way their brain behaves in some subtle, small ways. There's also, of course, the social aspects, you know, upbringing, um, the way we're socialized to expect certain roles and jobs are gendered versus, you know, well, not in some cases. I mean, it's a confluence of factors, and ultimately I'm glad to see that in most realms of life it's being viewed as more of a spectrum rather than a binary choice. So I think it's closer to what it is. I came from a background thinking of two genders as a thing. Moving into a place where I've learned cultures have three or four or five different genders, where we consider transgendered is considered totally heteronormative in other countries. So for me, it's whatever you identify as, as long as you talk to me. <laughs> that's like the only thing I care about. <laughs> Want to break bread? Cool, it's food. Like that's my main concern is other subjects, not what you identify as. If you want to talk to me, cool, but that's it. What do you think the term is a person's gender? Well, let's see. I have a background in sciences, so I do. I believe that uh, gender is determined by just simply the chromosomes. Yeah, that you're born with. Yeah. Gender, I think, is is a lot of factors. I mean, um, but primarily, I think it's what what determines that is is up to like the individual. You know, what you feel comfortable doing, what makes you happy. You know, what makes you feel empowered to be out in the world and, you know, um, interact with it and other people. We'll be right back, but we're just going to take a short break to thank some of our sponsors. One of our sponsors is Boba, because we like to drink it every day, especially when we're recording our podcast. Boba, so you can eat while you drink. We'd like to thank Curtains for sponsoring this show. Curtains, so you don't get a sunburn while you're inside. Well, and I I feel like I should point out, because this is the gender episode, that we weren't as organized as we, you know, would have liked to be when we were interviewing. This was, these are interviews we still did back in the summer when we were kind of running around like chickens with our head cut off. (laughs) And I noticed that with this question... For whatever reasons, we don't have any female answers recorded, which yeah. is kind of ironic. And I'm sure you guys already took notice of that. Right. And so I just want to let you guys know we recognize that. And it made me really sad because uh, 
Yes, yeah, this is a general hey, episode. We, hey. we should have, you know, uh, not at just the same, men. At the same time, it does kind of dispel that notion that men don't usually know what they're talking about, about gender. You know what I mean? Or Well, yeah, I mean, because a lot of the guys that we talked to, you know, it wasn't just like, oh, what? There's just male and female and it's black and white and science yeah. the end. Uh, yeah, we talked to some guys who said some pretty interesting things. I think one that stood out to me was the guy at the end who said... Uh, he, you know, he said there's a lot of factors, but uh, ultimately what matters is whatever makes you feel empowered to yeah, be out in the world totally expressing yourself. So let's dial it back for a minute. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about our way into the gender conversation uh, individually. So for me, I mean, I grew up in the Midwest. I, I don't think I really I don't think I thought about gender in any way like other started to think about it in any way other than the kind of traditional just binary male and female until I mean really until I moved out to LA yeah I think I started to become aware of transgender individuals or individuals uh, not wanting to embrace gender in the more traditional ways probably you know as a young adult but then specifically when I moved out to LA and for me, when I really got started thinking about it was when I took a women's history class a couple years ago, maybe two, three years ago. And my teacher talked about the distinction between sex and gender. And she said, you know, sex is what you're born as, either male, female or intersex, you know, male and just and just being based off of the sex organs that you're born with. So males being born with a penis, females being born with a vagina. I feel super weird saying these words. Because <laughs> I'm still a child inside. She's still a child. Uh, You're and probably giggling deep, deep inside. I, no, I feel super awkward. Like, I'm trying to be he, adult he, about this, sex. and like we talk about everything on this podcast, but really, I can't believe I just said vagina, and like I want to totally bleep that out. There's so many people in in school nowadays too. It's like they don't feel comfortable, and I always have to be the one in class and just tell Who's them like, like hey, vaginas, vaginas. No, everywhere. it's just like hey. We're all adults. I know it should be normal, but it's just, it's still, I still feel weird. But anyway, so, you know, male being that, female being that, and then intersex being uh, if you're born with parts of both, because that does happen, actually. And I think not everyone's totally aware of that. Whereas gender being your outward expression. So whatever you're born with, that's your sex, but then your gender is just how you choose to live. So... If you're born with male parts, you your gender expression might be woman. So sex being male, female, gender being man, woman, kind of these societal uh, roles, basically. And we've kind of put labels on what those are. Men do this. Men play these hardcore sports or, you know, are aggressive, uh, are more straightforward, less complicated. Women are emotional. Women are women wear pink you know you know all these so you learned all this in your women's studies class yeah well it's just women's history actually oh, women's, women's history, history. Interesting. so okay but she she talked about these things i think this stuff was important to her and i think that was the first time i'd really you know gotten into thinking about it because to be completely honest it's like there's certain things you don't really have to think about when they don't yeah. impact your life because i've never questioned okay i shouldn't say i've never questioned my gender identity because i did when i was a kid and we'll get into that later in this in this episode but yeah anyway wasn't something that i had really thought about as a as a young adult or as an critically adult. is what you're thinking critically, critically. Thought about it. Yeah. yeah exactly 
So that, yeah, that was kind of my way into this whole discussion. And then, uh, you know, I just started to become more aware of like, wow, gender is very different nowadays. Especially when you came into California, right? Yeah, exactly. As I was saying, well, and, and, uh, you know, just realizing like a lot of people, like I said, don't, you know, either meeting people or just being aware of people who don't want to identify with either um, the like society, societal expectation of the sex they were born with or who just kind of don't really like the idea of gender at all and just want to be called they or uh, or Z is something I've heard X I or X E again yell at me at Facebook on Facebook if I say anything super like rude but these you know these are the things I've I've heard and this is how it is and uh, yeah and I mean to be honest it's like in some ways learning about this stuff has been super cool and even freeing for me personally just to realize like man there are so many crazy expectations that society puts on women specifically yeah. as how we're supposed to act and supposed to dress and sometimes i really don't like any of that well and honestly everybody yeah society well yeah women and, and men like specifically individual you know uh, and, all and, the and it's like s- so specific and right constraining and constraining yeah Very it's constraining. like and i mean a lot of my even just personality wise a lot of my life i've felt like oh man i'm super bossy I'm super cares, complicated. Honestly, right? I'm super emotional. And I feel like those are all words used to kind of bring put you down. women down where it's like there's certain things I do and I feel like that's only quote unquote bossy or bitchy because I'm a woman. If yeah. a man did the same thing, it would be leadership or strong. Yeah, exactly. And that's so frustrating. So, I mean, this gender, this whole gender conversation, even though I think for the most part, I'm not totally upset by, you know, the the sexual parts that I was born with, I think, you know, in a lot of ways, I'm like, okay, cool. Like I like, I like a lot of, a lot of the kind of societal women things, but a lot of them are fucking annoying. And yeah. it's nice to not have to do it, to be like, I can wear a dress. I can wear red Being lipstick. Being self-aware about I it. I can do whatever, but I can also be like a leader and strong and do things. And, you know, just to know that those words could also apply to you, not just uh, they're not, not just, just masculine words. Exactly, and they're so, not masculine words. There's just pronouns. Yeah. So. So yeah. Same that's here. Yeah, I kind of like similar background. You know, I kind of grew up my whole life just thinking this binary world where it's male, female, and I didn't even learn about intersex until maybe four or five years ago. Well, it was mentioned briefly. I didn't really touch on it too much. I was like, oh, wow, there's, you can be born a hermaphrodite. That, that's the word I learned back in the day when it was like, you can be born with male and female genitalia. And it's hidden to a lot of people, but in, in America. Because you go to uh, outside of America and you kind of, what I've learned is that a lot of people embrace it and they know about it. Whereas in America, it was kind of hidden, not talked about, taboo. That's interesting. Really. Yeah. yeah. But, why are we so weird in America? Because it's... America sucks. It's new. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of grew up like that. I kind of grew up in this binary world where I didn't really encounter anybody that was gay or dealt with anybody in my immediate surroundings that were gay or felt a different way than besides being cis. And you so know? why do you 
why do you bring because we're talking about gender not sexuality so why do you bring well, up i feel like it all inner inner relates yeah. you know and i mean i'm just playing devil's advocate yeah yeah totally. just so that you can explain to the listeners like totally why does that come up well because i'm I took a gender studies class in first semester of of college and it really opened up my world. Whereas, you know, I always felt this way throughout my life where it's like, maybe there's something more. I, I've never felt differently about my own gender, even after taking this class and really critically thinking about all these feelings that I could probably have. And I've always, and I still to this day identify as ch- cis, but I also, because it's come up in the news so much, I feel it should be talked about a lot more, especially because there's so many other people that, like me, didn't know what was going on, you know? And so gender comes into into play in, in my mind when in that class we started talking about intersex people. So there was this story of this guy that was born intersex and his parents decided early on by uh, by advice from the doctor that they need to choose early on whether he's going to be a male or whether it, they are going to be male or female. And so the parents chose male. And the doctor's advice was you can nurture him to be a boy, to be male. Wow, and then, that's really interesting. Yeah. And so this whole m- mindset of nurturing where you can give this baby uh, blue-colored clothes, uh, male-related toys, call him he, give him a boy name, just give him all the masculine things, right? And then hope, well, in their mind, he's going to become a boy. In reality, it's just that they're hoping he becomes a boy. And how, do you know how that worked out? Yeah, so later on in the story, he started feeling really confused about himself. And like when he was a teenager? Yeah, a teenager, and he like he felt really weird within his body, you know? And then somewhere along the lines, he started feeling more like a, a, a female. But at the same time, he didn't know what, why. Wow. So and he didn't. He didn't really or like. He or they or I guess I'm not sure how to. Yeah, exactly. But I didn't feel. Or I'm sorry. They wasn't, didn't feel. Didn't know about like his. No, until story. later on. And then eventually he committed suicide just because he was fighting so much with himself and society norms about feeling normal and feeling the way like you if you don't feel like a man you're not normal and you shouldn't belong in society if you don't feel this way you know so he committed yeah so that made me think it's like then gender is definitely in my opinion uh, an identity because you can be and that intersex definitely proves it i think in my sense in my in my opinion because whether you can be born intersex and you cut off one genitalia and then what later on in life you feel a different way. There's no, there's no amount of nurturing that could go into it that you're going to feel the, the, the genitalia that you have. If anything, yeah, I think it just goes to show that it's not black and white. It's not simple as saying, dude, you're a man just freaking, you know, put on your blue shirt and grow a beard and act the way that you're supposed to act. Exactly. You know, it it gets really confusing because we talk about gender, you know, we say gender as though we all are using the same definition. And that's not necessarily true because there's a lot of things involved. There's 
the you know the genitals, which as we know, I don't really like saying out loud. <laughs> and it's biological. It's, so well, yeah. so there's the, the genitals, the V and the P, <laughs> and the secondary uh, sex characteristics, which are boobs and like I don't know, man I don't boobs, think man boobs Manchester. and boobs, yeah, Manchester. Uh, and and then there's the chromosomes, which are X Y for male and XX for female, and then there's also hormones. But the thing is, even biologically, there can be mixtures within this, like we talked about already with intersex people who can be born with parts of a V or the inside of a V. I don't know what all those things are called. What is the ovaries? <laughs> the and ovaries uh, like the literally you could be born with an with ovaries and a penis. I'm like whispering. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, or uh, there's like different combinations that you can be born with. You can also as I'm sure you guys noticed in middle school as I did, dudes can like have boobs sometimes or you know, a little bit of that or, you know, women can like (laughs) never grow, you know? So it's like, there can be kind of this varying women can just have higher levels of testosterone for whatever reason, or men can have higher levels of the other one. What's the female one called? Estrogen. Estrogen. (laughs) So it's certainly not black and white, even with the biological, uh, and even people who are born with all the, you know, female sex organs can have the higher levels of testosterone or, vice versa so uh that's you know when we say gender sometimes that's what we're referring to which is more of the sex definition right so i think you know doctors experts who talk about it would say that that's actually sex even though sometimes you know we say gender and we're talking about that right so a lot of it's it's in the verbiage uh it can also refer to People say gender, they're referring to sex roles, which are society's expectations of how a man acts and how a woman acts. You know, words like masculine, feminine, boys wear blue, girls wear pink. You know, we say gender can refer to gender expression or gender identity. Your gender expression or your gender, well, I guess they're different and I should make that differentiation. Gender expression would be how you express yourself to the world, how you dress, if you fit into one of these man or woman categories, or if you're somewhere in between, or if you're just a totally different, you know, thing that doesn't fit with either. Exactly. Which those, the terms come up like cisgender, male and female, where their gender relates to their sex. Right. And then we got non-binary people, which Casey was saying, that don't want to identify with either or. Exactly. They yeah. So non-binary, more, that's an important term to know. Yeah. They dress more androgynous or some days they'll dress more feminine or dress more masculine, depending exactly. on their mood. Yeah. So it's there's you know, it's all in the language, the way that we talk about gender, the way that we talk about sex. And then there's this other thing that I touched on for a moment, which is uh, pronouns. Uh, you know, we use he or she. Those are kind of the expected pronouns to use. And uh, now society is kind of coming up with these other pronouns for people who don't don't fall into the don't fall genders. into that or just don't want to be referred to that way so one that i've heard is z spelled x i or x e x e maybe yeah i i'm not sure if it's x e and then x i m or x or x e or zer z zim zer again please correct us our knowledge is so limited. Or they, them, or they, and yeah. Their. The plur, you know, referring to someone, one person as they or them, 
is like becoming more widely accepted now too. Or just use their names. Simple there as that. Go. Simple as that. Just use their names. Honestly, that's a super solid way to go. <laughs> yeah. Just if use you're their not names. sure, use their name. The American Psychological Association's definition of gender, which I think is kind of helpful actually. So it defines gender as the attitudes, feelings, and behaviors that a given culture associates with a person's biological sex. Behavior that is compatible with cultural expectations is referred to as gender normative. It's an important term, I think. Behaviors that are viewed as incompatible with these expectations constitute gender nonconformity. So I think I feel like that's something I'm hearing a lot lately. Gender nonconforming, yeah. gender nonconformity. You want to always challenge the status quo, so you just go with nonconforming. You don't want to follow the societal norms of him and her and mm-hmm. male, female. So you right. go that, against the grain. Sure, that you, you know, know that would be considered gender nonconforming. You know, yeah. and it all kind of comes to these society ideas and expectations of gender, which is is really interesting if you think about it, because we have these specific roles that we think of as male roles or female roles, and they've actually changed a lot over time. Yeah, which is funny. And another note, another note, Casey kept referring to boys wearing uh, blue, girls wearing pink, which, you know, they assigned to us, basically. But even before then, I... The they, ominous they. They, the man, you know, the white man somewhere. Yeah, somewhere the white somewhere. man is just telling us. He's dictating like, yeah. everything. Anyway, I think it was like around the 1920s where it started Ooh, changing. Ooh, sounding super smart now. Yeah, I, I remember looking it up. But honestly, cool little fact that boys used to wear pink and girls were blue. So where <gasps> no. does that leave us? You know what I mean? Like Totally lost. Yeah. Fuck gender. You know? Fuck this episode. Why, why, who's dictating that boys should wear blue and girls should wear pink? You know? Probably George Bush. Yeah. Just seems like something George Bush would say. Yeah. George Bush Sr. George Bush Sr. Not even. Sr. Not even the regular George Bush. George Bush Sr., the like obscure one. Yeah, because George Bush, George W. Bush has no opinions. He just wants to draw art. But that's cool. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm down. (laughs) Uh, why don't we hear what people, the people on the streets, have to say about whether or not they think men and women are inherently different? Do you think that men and women are inherently different? Inherently different. I guess that's a bit of a loaded word. Uh, inherently? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, there are females that are more masculine and males that are feminine or they're not in the right body so it's just like it depends on the person really no i think it's more of like cultural pressures that lead to like perceived differences between the two um which i guess is important and is something that needs to you know something that we should address but um i think inherently no i think it's i guess more cultural factors that that make those differences other than the obvious physical differences Um, like psychologically, do you think men and women are inherently different? I mean, it's as a species, we're all very different. And we all have a different range of how we assess things or how we interpret or, you know, how we go about doing things. So I feel that gender is completely irrelevant. I think that, yeah, all humans are pretty much equal as far as what they're capable of or what they're not capable of. No, inherently different? No. Culturally, I'd have to say... 
we are made different culturally. We're forced to be, like seem different, but no, I've, I'll tell you right now, like I have probably about 50% guy friends, 50% chick friends. Just, I just get along with people in general. Yeah. yeah. I think because of society's pressures, yeah, we end up being different, you know? But then the more stripped back a person is, the more you realize that they're just a soul. It doesn't really matter, you know? Other than the obvious physical differences, do you think that men and women are inherently different? No. I mean, in terms of everything that matters, no. All right, we'll be right back after this short commercial break. We'd like to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Byron's Random Thoughts. Here's one of them right now. A trash bag isn't really a trash bag until you put trash in it. Otherwise, it's just a bag. Thanks, Byron's Random Thoughts. You're welcome. It's interesting how a lot of the people that we interviewed seem to point to the fact that uh, the differences between men and women, while there's these biological, physical differences, a lot of the other differences are uh, in in part, in a big part, in for the most part, affected by culture, by the way that we are are brought up and raised and and by society. And so, I don't know. I just I think that's really interesting, and and just interesting that. That doesn't really seem to be up for debate, at, at least with the people that we interviewed. Yeah, I'm sure if we go in the middle of the country, <laughs> it's totally different. Right. I feel it's like, like it's like important no, for us to bring that up. Like, I, I would <laughs> guess I would guess that answers would more be like, no, if you're a man, you need to do this and this and that. Of course, you're different. Men and women are different all the time. Blah, blah, blah. That's just an example. The Yeah, the whole culture thing. It's very interesting. It seems like a lot of people recognize, you know, that culture plays a huge part in, yeah. in our personalities, in the way that our gender uh, presentation, I guess you could say, manifests. You yeah. Know, and, that it's, and especially in here in America, it's kind of, it's funny because I do remember back in middle school, there was this big outburst on men wearing pink. Do you remember that? A little bit. A I little, mean, you're kind oh, yeah. of older than me. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... In middle school, there was this big old thing where, yeah, men could wear pink. And then all of a sudden, everybody in school was wearing pink. Like and, the pink collared shirts. Yeah. And, yeah, for sure. And just pink anything. Oh, okay. And everybody, all these guys were like, yeah, pink is cool now. It's not, you know, quote unquote gay anymore and stuff like that. And it's just like, okay, but it was always okay. But it was yeah. always in, like, it in our society. In our society, since culturally, yeah, culturally, since we're taught from birth that men are supposed to wear blue and women are supposed to wear pink and light colors, pastel, and men are owned more of the bolder colors, like bold green and dark blue and red, and they're meant for guys only. It's like wearing light colors was a taboo for men for a long time out here, at least. Mm-hmm. back in the 90s <laughs> and it's interesting how that's changed i think even fashion the way that people dress has changed and has like overlapped a lot you know a where lot, i think yeah. it's f- female uh or woman women fashions have kind of changed to where there's a lot of tomboyish things that are like totally acceptable and even cool for us to wear sometimes yeah. and vice versa with men wearing skinny jeans or, or wearing kind of tighter shirts has you know so it's like they're coming a lot more towards the middle and overlapping but 
but it's always changing and you still kind of have to stay within whatever that like whatever the whatever is okay right now yeah and if you take note it's also you get criticized like if um let's take for example if i were to start wearing something more feminine i still i would still get criticized for it like oh maybe that guy's gay like, what maybe do you that think? guy's transgender or, or like he's feeling more feminine so he's a sissy but then if you see a woman wearing like a, a suit and she looks more dapper and and you know like do you more think, masculine do you think clothing. it's almost more like acceptable for women to oh yeah totally you do just because it's been going on for a lot longer yeah i, I think that's I probably feel. true and and because and, men are are always criticized or criticized for expressing themselves fully yeah because we're always yeah we're always told not to because it was a lot it was a more feminine quality to really express yourself that's interesting like to be know? creative or detail-oriented or yeah detail-oriented very much and being uh upkeep was yeah very, what, and it's interesting, very feminine it's interesting because it seems like a lot of those things actually have to do with just personality yeah you know like there are a lot of girls who aren't really into doing their hair. You know, I have some friends who never wear makeup because they just really don't want to. And then I have guy friends who like, who care a lot about how they look and yeah. and how they dress and maybe would, would wear makeup if it was like more acceptable. And it just, it seems like a lot of those kind of, a lot of those sort of specific gender yeah, expression sometimes things. sometimes I like want to cover up my blemishes and stuff. <laughs> yeah, but you feel, I mean, do you feel like it would just be people would be like, what are you doing? Nowadays, no. But oh, back okay. when I was in high school or middle school, probably. I mean, I had acne problems. So you do even feel like now, it's even now. changing. Although I wouldn't do it. Yeah, it, yeah, it's changing. And now, like, wearing makeup still makes me uncomfortable. But I feel if I would have grown up where it was more acceptable, maybe I'd be more prone to it. Yeah, that you makes sense. You know what I mean? But definitely now I know for sure that yeah. I can't wear makeup. I cut my hair short a couple of years ago. And I think... I mean, for a long time, I had kind of hesitated to do that, even though I sort of wanted to, because I just like feel like my head's always sweaty. And <laughs> I just like when I put my hair in a ponytail, it hurts like I have like a sensitive scalp or something. Ouch. I don't know. OK, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, your hair I, sucks. Yeah, I, <laughs> I got my hair cut a couple of years ago and I was like, this is awesome. But I kind of felt like I needed to be careful about how I dress because I right. was like, well, if I dress too, you know, I can't dress. I can't just wear a t-shirt and jeans because that plus the short hair and if I don't wear makeup equals like people are going to think I'm a lesbian. Yeah. And you know, I automatically, yeah, I was like, uh, but, and then I think for whatever reason, I just sort of stopped caring. caring? Yeah, Yeah. I'm not really sure why. Maybe part of it is just growing older or like I've been, you know, I was married when I got my hair cut short, but now I've been married longer and it kind of feels like the longer I've been married, I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> just kind of. I mean, Dave's cool with it. About certain and things. you're still together, yeah, so and, it's okay. And just, you know, and even just owning it, like, yeah, like I totally feel like I <laughs> look like a lesbian sometimes, you know, by the stereotypes, and I just like don't care because, and maybe it's because I've lived in LA for a while too, and I have my good friends, and I feel like whatever the people that are good friends are just like. Yeah, Casey's having a lesbian day. Like it's fine. No, you know, no. not a lesbian day. <laughs> Whatever. But you I, know. it's like you know what I mean. After a while, you kind of stop caring. Um, but it's interesting because I, I, uh, I've always, I shouldn't say always, but like, gender has been a thing in my life. Like when I was maybe in second grade, I, 
I was I was really a tomboy, probably kindergarten, well, maybe end of kindergarten, first, second, third grade. I was very much a tomboy. Um, I had two brothers, and they played baseball, hockey, football. But wait, but wait, when you were this age, did you know about that word, tomboy, and that you were... I think I knew about the word tomboy, and I think at that point in like the late 90s, early 2000s, being a tomboy was actually cool. You know, it's like these things are yeah, always changing. And trends and stuff Yeah, like and that. so the tomboy trend was very much cool, but it but wasn't... But you see, you see how it, even that, as a young age, being a tomboy for a girl... It's kind of exactly normal. totally but it would have been and and at that age and I've thought about this because I I've you know I've met families who have kids now who like either want to transition or even sort of have kind of at least outwardly in the way that they act and dress transitioned like right you know uh born with male parts they've decided like they want to be a girl so they let their kid um grow their hair out and and wear kind of girl clothes and all that stuff and and go by a girl name and all those things and uh and I thought about like I don't think my parents ever wondered about that I don't think they wondered oh no like is this a transgender thing do we need to think about no need to worry yeah yeah because out there it's a a worry you know for some parents yeah but I I just I don't think it was a thought like at that time it was just like yeah like she's she's a a kid it's a phase exactly but then if a little kid Starts playing with dolls, with little boy starts playing with dolls or he starts wearing dresses, you know, his mom's dresses or something. And exactly. It would have been like, different. Oh my God. Are you okay? Is Are we doing something wrong? Is our kid going to turn gay? So or it's like, like it's, it's all these worries. It's different for guys, I think. And then it's also just different with time and yeah. with part of the country because now in 2017 in Los Angeles, if a, a little girl is wanting to cut her hair short because I cut my hair short back then too. It's, it's a trend. Okay, yeah. And, you know, and I literally shopped in the boys section and, and, uh, and all those things, you know, now in LA, I think a, a parent would wonder, do I need to talk to my child about their gender expression oh. and identity? Do they want to transition all those things? And, uh, so it's just interesting to think about those things because looking back, like, I don't feel like, Oh, I wish my parents would have talked to me about that. And, I wish I would have transitioned. Not saying that that that's bad. I no. I don't I don't know the experiences of families that are thinking been a about lot those more, things. You would have been a lot more knowledgeable. It well, it's just situation. interesting thinking. Would that have been a helpful conversation for me at that age, oh, or or in my experience, would it have just been like confusing? Too much maybe pressure or confusing. And also, is gender at least in my case that important anyway because you know i i grew out of it and it i I mean literally i i had people calling me joe which is kind of interesting because my name is casey which is could go either way anyway right and and for a short time i even wanted to be referred to as he or a boy oh that's for such a short time you know and i i was in second grade or whatever and then you know within a few years i kind of just started wearing girl clothes again and okay, grew my so hair yeah. out. But I think now I'm older and I'm a little bit more secure in myself. And as we went over, I kind of stopped caring about certain How things. How you dress and stuff. Right. Um, yeah, sometimes I do just straight up dress like a boy. And I, I go to the thrift store and shop in the boys section to yeah. this day sometimes. Because yeah. I, I try to wear Dave's clothes, my husband, and he gets kind of annoyed. Like, <laughs> can you stop wearing my clothes and destroying them because <laughs> yeah. I spill on myself constantly. Oh, so I'll, that's, you know, that's the worst. one day I'll literally be where, you know, I'll wear a dress and makeup. And then the next day I'll wear like my boy clothes and my boy hat. And Oh yeah, definitely. And I, don't I, think I anyone, call her out on it too. It's like, yeah. what's up, dude? You look such a bro today. 
Well, and I remember and one sometimes day, when you wear a hat and you have your hair all bunched up, you actually do look like a boy. Yeah, and one day, like, you literally were like, you look really androgynous. Like, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of had a flashback moment like, oh, like some things don't change, you know, that sometimes I just... And it's not, it's not, I don't even feel like a boy when I'm doing those things. It's just no, it's like, just this is how I want to dress. And, and that's like equally who yeah. I am. Maybe and I should take a, a page from your book and just feel more uh, girly when I'm around dude, you. Dude, it's fine. Maybe I'll start wearing a romper. I mean, I've got plenty. Like if you want to borrow. Yeah. Polly borrows my rompers all the time. Rompers, they're for everyone. How do you poop in those things? <laughs> you don't poop in the, the romper or with those things it's so funny it's it's exactly how you how you think enlighten me i that we're just for gonna, people out there i mean that don't think about it for the guys out there that don't really think about it well yeah i mean you have to you have to take the whole thing off oh man. <laughs> like you just but <laughs> but i mean it's just just a part of being a woman you're just used to these awkward things yeah so yeah. so we that's what we think about you know like just dressing outside of our gender norms, especially Casey here, Miss Androgynous. Yeah, I mean, it's super nice to like be able to do whatever you want. And yeah. and and again, as but a then woman, the I same, think I have more freedom. On the other side, men are criticized for it, and I feel like just because I grew up with it and how guys see other guys when they wear more uh, feminine clothing is it's more criticizing and more constraining. Yeah, you know and then, I mean? and then of course on the other end there's the point that there's no lack of pressures for for women in the way that we're expected to dress as yeah. women. You know what I mean? Like we're expected to be feminine and even to dress in a way that's like flattering and you know, all these things like for men in a lot of ways. I think yeah. there's pressures we feel to like wear clothes that are super tight. And and that's why I said you know, it took being married for a few years for me to be like, you know, androgynous yeah. Casey, come on back out. Like, yeah. it's totally fine. Because I, I think for a long time I felt like, okay, I, ha- I have to, you know, you have know, to dress I, this I don't know really, it, you know, attra- quote unquote attractive way. And I don't know if this happened in, in this side of your state or your side, the side of your country. Um, Minnesota. Yeah, for those Minnesota. Listening. Wisconsin. <laughs> he literally every time he talks to me he's like so how was it growing up in michigan and or then like, ohio or, yeah he just or, like switches because they're all the same in or his mind. So rude. sometimes you're from maine sometimes you're from tennessee i mean i did live in maine oh then there you go i i somehow inherently knew that because <laughs> but anyway best friends anyway did you did, was the emo scene pretty big out there oh my gosh was it's it still yeah. <laughs> yeah and see even then out here like um i knew most of the kids in my high school and middle school were criticizing the boys for wearing tight pants and wearing uh, their hair all long and everything no the emo like scene is alive and well in duluth minnesota oh man yeah but the guys out there get criticized for that and yeah i guess like in middle school in middle school and high school sure it was probably okay. more like a fringe thing but then it's like outside of school or outside of those more like those kind of traditional contexts. It's like institutions. Yeah. Outside of those. In- yeah. There's like the scene, you know, we're going to shows or it's yeah. like and very supportive. And which is why they yeah. go to those things, because they feel like they're at home. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But anyway, uh, 
we went to the street with this question about gender norms. Back to the street. Back to the street. We love so, the street. Yeah, and we love the people. So let's hear what people have to say about dressing outside our gender norms. What's your assumption about a guy wearing girls' clothes? I would say that they have more feminine energy. Um, I don't know if that's stereotyping somebody, but I do feel like, you know, metrosexual, things like that, or where men are more embracing their feminine side and they're not afraid to express themselves. But ultimately, we're all human beings, and some people are just way more creative and, and more colorful than others. I have a guy that is the opposite of that, no bright colors and no feminine anything. So, My first assumption is uh, it's the norm in L.A., San Francisco, Los Angeles, big cities, progressive places where people feel safe enough to explore those identities and explore those types of expressions of themselves. I don't care what anyone wears or does with themselves ever. You know, I'm not assuming nada. I don't, my dad wears dresses and he's straight. He's just like, he used to take me to like Lane Bryant when I was a kid. A girl wearing kind of typically masculine male clothing. What would your first assumption be? Feminine clothing is much more obvious than, than um, what is it, uh, male clothing. So I wear a lot of male clothing, I guess you could say. You know, it's simpler sometimes to put on a pair of jeans and a t-shirt than it is to uh, match a coordinated outfit. <laughs> We're entering a new space where diversity is really accepted. The fluidity and the spectrum of sexuality is also becoming more acceptable specifically in big cities. So um, that type of expression is um, it's safe to express, you know, and most pe and some people are uh, exploring it, you know. So, yeah. And then I, I feel like from all these uh, interviews that we did with people, the main consensus, consensus is that we just got to be ourselves, you know, just I, yeah. whoever you feel comfortable and that's who you got to be. If you feel comfortable with identifying as a couple genders, then so be it. You know, don't yeah, be scared. I, it's, 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 the time is done to being scared inside, you know. And I think also um, a through line that I sensed in a, a lot of the interviews we did was like kind of who cares what yeah. someone else does it's not you and nobody knows someone else's experience better than them and I think you know like we talked about there's the biology something we didn't really touch on but that also is important to a lot of people is their religious beliefs that affect the way that they think about gender and and that stuff is is totally valid right. and important to a lot of people and we don't want to put that down at all or act like we totally and understand why other people think, yeah. you know, what they do. Cause, cause we don't, but I think a through line I heard that I definitely resonate with is like, you know, we're all doing the best we can to live our best lives and be our best selves. And, and we're the only ones that know our own experience. So yeah, exactly. I would, you know, regardless of how I feel or, or what I think or what I feel like I know about how gender should or shouldn't be expressed, I really want to respect someone else's experience and just like let them, you know, let them be and empower them to do what they need to do. And 
I think an important part of that is like learning the appropriate pronouns because I, you know, I want to be able to respect, honor and empower the people around me, whether or not I totally get or know their experience. And also if I don't know it, like I kind of just want to ask, you know, I want to understand, I want to, I want to talk to transgender people um, or, or people that want to, um, you know, uh, identify as non-binary or, or just people that have totally different experiences than me. I want to understand why they feel that way and what they need from me and how I can help change society into a society that like respects them and lets them live the life that they need to live because well, one only way to they help. know yeah. o- only they know what that looks like. Yeah. I, d- I don't know what they need. Yeah. I d- you know, I don't under- I don't know their exact gender expression and how it needs to go. Well, you know, just yeah. like they don't know mine. I don't want someone yelling at me because I cut my hair short and, you know, because I dress like a dude and, you know, am not dainty a lot of the time. Like, it, you know, if someone was angry at me about that, I would be like, dude, you don't get it. Like, you don't know. Like, those things don't fit me and also i don't feel like i should have to explain myself to you well also like one way to help since you were saying is having a podcast like this where it's just kind of open freely talking about things where we're trying to learn you know yeah i mean and that's exactly why we're doing this like we want to speak to these important issues and we want to help create a space and give a voice to people that really need to be heard and i feel like people that fall on the non-binary spectrum of gender really need to be heard right now also we want to point out that language is also gendered so be careful with what you say all the time at at least when you're referring to him her and discriminating women or you know how you're calling them bitches and and whores (laughs) i don't know please don't call us bitches yes (laughs) or slut shaming and stuff like that i know this is besides the point but i feel it's an important point and i feel i've definitely become more conscious in my language when referring to women men or anybody of any gender Mm -hmm. you know you always got to be conscious of it and i know it can feel stressful i think something a lot of people say is like gosh what the hell why should i have to be so careful with my language all the time yeah and it's like well because it actually hurts to be on the other side of that yeah well what if someone came up to you and just started yelling obscenities or wasn't willing to call you by the pronoun that you deeply inside feel is the one that that or, fits you or not even a pronoun what if they just start calling you you're an you're an asshole and just this like throwing profanity at you basically because when you don't refer to somebody by what they want to be referred as basically it's hurtful you know yeah so what if somebody just came up to you and just started saying hurtful things yeah, it's not cool. So like, just take five minutes, you know, five <laughs> to minutes. learn uh, about these things, to learn, you know, how to refer to someone. And and I think it can make a big difference. I think respecting each other in these ways is super important and can change the world ultimately, which is our goal. So we definitely cannot make this podcast by ourselves, even though we're super awesome. Yeah, and um, hardworking. And uh, beautiful. And glorious and, and amazing smart. and productive all the time, every day. We'd like to thank David Gouch, who is my husband, our producer, and composed and performed 
the beautiful intro music that is reminiscent of like wa- walking into a saloon, a, a bar, a, a saloon. Salon. Saloon. A, saloon. A, a saloon or a, a saloon. saloon. A Either saloon. way, that's really the vibe that we want of this podcast. We'd also like to thank Riley Gouch, who is my dog and helps us interview people by letting them know that we are friendly and nice and tricking them to talk to us because he's super cute. Yeah, he's uh, very alluring. Alluring. And we'd like to thank Ian Kennedy for helping us with interviews and photography. Thank you. Thank you, Ian. And one last shout out to Angel Lem. Angel, we love you. Guys, go listen to his podcast right now. Right now, right now. Like, why are you even listening to our podcast? Just go listen to his. Thank you, guys, for guys, you're making at the end. it. Our secret word is French fries. And you only know that if you listen to the whole podcast. All right, there's like five more secrets we're going to tell you because you got <laughs> to the end. Uh, what are some secrets? English is my second language. Um, it's not a secret, I have but a I secret, just want to tell you Which guys. is... Uh, when I was five, I stuck a rock up my nose. A rock? Like a pebble. Oh, okay. Never came out. Uh, wow. Do you have another secret? Um, no, I have no secrets. All right. <laughs> the last secret is that we only have three secrets. Suck okay. it. Bye. What do you like better, Byron? Waffles or pancakes? Waffles. I know, right? Like, so yeah. obviously. Yeah, but I, I'll Because they're the both. same. But the texture of waffles is like, makes it immensely better. Yeah, and it has those honeycombs. It has those honey yeah, reservoirs. Like, well, the little... <laughs> the syrup, I think syrup reservoirs would... I mean, do you eat your waffles I do with honey. honey. Yeah. So... Because it's more natural. And there's no high... Co- high fructose corn syrup honestly i don't even care what someone's gender identity is i just care if they understand that waffles are way better than pancakes but you could also accept if they like pancakes i don't know what